episode two. Yay! We made it. Yep. Is this our last one? I don't know. I, who knows? <laughs> Anyone? It could be any one of these. It's really good. It's really good. I'm, I'm getting busy. I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, I, oh, I'm Matt Kitchen, by the way. I'm Father Eric. And this is After, After the, the Likeness. likeness. Welcome back if this, this is your uh, second time listening, or maybe your 15th. Maybe you listened to the first one like yeah. 14 times. These ones are really good, these first. So super if you good. keep coming back to yeah. them, yeah, I do. We definitely put all the eggs in the basket of these first two, though. Mm-hmm. We can't promise much after yep. this. Yep, we're going to set the expectations yeah. mm-hmm. super high, yes. fail to exceed them yes. going forward. Yeah, if you don't it's like these two, just stop. Yeah. Because it's, it's not going to get better. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> it's all downhill from here, guys, so... Uh, what are, what are we about, us. Eric? Give us a little a quick synopsis of this thing. Sure. So after the likeness, we're just a, basically a conversational podcast where me, a, a priest, and Matt, a layperson, uh, sit down and talk about different topics of, of um, about Christianity, theology, the scriptures, all that kind of stuff. And usually we're doing that in conversation with a piece of scripture, like today we're doing Genesis 2, Adam and Eve. And, uh, and also we answer questions from, from all y'all listeners. And so we actually have our first listener question today, which we'll get to at the, at the end. So that's pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I've had a couple people ask me, what, what does after the likeness mm. actually mean? If you like, explain that at the beginning of this thing. Let's get yeah, that absolutely. Yeah. Let's, let's get that. Um, so after the likeness comes from like, if you listen to last episode, our first episode, you know, we made it up pretty much right on the spot. In our first episode, we were reading through the first uh, chapter of Genesis, which is what we reflected on last time. And uh, it talks about uh, how God made us uh, in his image and after his likeness. And so those are like the King James style words there, after the likeness. And the interesting thing is in theology, in like as we practice the Christian life, um, when we think about those phrases, they're really crucial because uh, about who human beings are. Human beings, we think, are the creatures in the world that carry the image of God. And that's true still today. We talk about how like every human being is created in the image of God all the time. But in the Genesis, it says we're created in the image and the likeness. And so the image is the thing that we still carry even to this day. Uh, but the likeness is the thing that we lose, it lost in the fall, which is what we'll be talking about ah. today. Yeah, um, with the, the tree and the garden and all that kind of stuff. So it's like we're kind of chasing after the likeness. That's right, exactly, ah. after the likeness. So it's a little double meaning there. I like uh, it. Yep, yep, it's because we're real smart people. and like, super smart. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you should take, take away from this. So, <laughs> so yeah. Before we delve in, anything exciting this past week? Oh, um, not well. I guess exciting. Yeah, my wife had a her gallbladder removed. So oh my gosh, that was really pretty intense. Just yeah, for fun or oh yeah, just for fun. Yeah. You know, every other week she has it done, you get taken out and then put back in. <laughs> so, when's the putting in procedure? Come? Yeah, is that next week? We're going to take a break for, for a while this time. <laughs> No, well, she's doing okay. Yeah, she's doing well. Uh, it's kind of interesting. I didn't know this, but like robots do that procedure now. Like, there's a surgeon there, but there's also a robot who's like wow. cutting open and like they go in through the stomach and like get the bladder and take it out. Man, um, so so pretty interesting. But yeah, so it it's not very non-invasive. 
um, yeah. which you think robots and non-invasive. Yeah, I know. Uh-huh. When I think robots, I'm like invasive. It's already invasive. Yeah, yeah they're here. Right. I grew up on Terminator, so yeah. like, uh-huh. don't trust robots. <laughs> but um, nevertheless, uh, but yeah, she's doing good. It, it, but even though it's sort of a small surgery, uh, pretty really routine now. Only took like 20 minutes or something. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's crazy. Like I probably could have done it that fast too. Yeah, exactly. To Honestly, she should have just asked yeah. us to do I, it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. probably different results. That's but right. There would be no gallbladder. But, exactly. <laughs> At the end of this, don't, you're yeah. not going to have to worry about your gallbladder. <laughs> You'll have a lot more to worry about than your gallbladder. <laughs> so yeah. Oh man. So, yeah, she's still recovering though. You know, yeah. it does take. You know, some time to heal up and yeah, rest. And, can she yeah. get up and move around? Or is she it can stuck? now. Yeah, okay. that's yeah. Good. The first day, not so much. I like. Mm-hmm. I've been waiting on her hand and foot, but yeah. that's been true since we got married. So. Well, at least you don't have a two-year-old to take care of, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that would make things more difficult. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, thankfully, our mother-in-law or my mother-in-law has been. Uh, that's nice. Stepping up. That's it's been awesome. That's so. good. Good yeah. to have the support. That's yep. for sure. That's right. Yes. <laughs> That's why you should always live near your mother-in-law. That's true, man. I don't get mother-in-law jokes. Like, people making fun of their relationship with their mother-in-law. Maybe it's because mine is just so awesome. But, man. like, even if she wasn't, like, having, an like, a mother-in-law around to, like, help, it's, it's so much better. So man. much better than not. So, That's beautiful. It's yeah, beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, as far as my week, uh, I don't know that... Oh, I have a story. I, I something happened the other night that I thought was wild. Oh so, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I, for anyone who does like the one person who might not know me personally, who's listening to this podcast, um, <laughs> I'm a, a musician on the side, which I feel icky saying. Let's say I'm a guy who plays music sometimes, and people pay him for whatever reason. That's what I do. So <laughs> I'm just someone who people think plays music so well they have to give me money for it. Music. That's all. This feels weird. To I don't want to get a big ad. It's just that like. I professionally do this and people feel the need to give me the hard That's all. <laughs> Anyways, I'll try to I'll try to make it a relatively short story, but but I, I play this gig downtown San Antonio at this hotel and usually they play at this bar upstairs that's really just a cool venue. And uh, I got there on Saturday night and they were they had a wedding going on. So they're like, Sweet. Oh, we're gonna have you pay, play in the lobby and I'm like, Oh my lord. Hotel lobby? What is it? <laughs> it's picture like a lounge singer at a piano. <laughs> but uh, so it ended up being awesome. The crowd was great. Nice. People were just having a good time. They they ended up just like paying me extra. The crowd did to stay. I was supposed to end at midnight. Oh, that's awesome. And they're like, stay until one in the morning. We'll pay you. And I'm yeah. like, but will you? And they did. So wow. it's kind of cool. And uh, but the weird part is so so. First, they say they're you know they're of course having their drinks, having a good time, and feeling no pain, as my dad always says. And <laughs> and uh, the guy's just like, hey man, just just play your favorite song. We don't care what it is. And I'm like, one of my favorite songs to play is is Hallelujah, Leonard Cohen. You know? Oh and, yeah, yeah, I love that song. And so I'm like, you guys want to get depressed? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> and so I'm the like, bartenders right. are like, so, yes, get them depressed. <laughs> They'll all order extra drinks. <laughs> so. so I play the song and I look out and people look a little like emotional. I'm like, what's going on here? And I was like, this is cool. So then these people are sitting kind of close to me and uh, the wife says, do you know the song I can only imagine? Which is a very Christian worship type song. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I I probably know it enough to to wing it after we're all just here at 1230 in the morning. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And her husband or, or the guy she was with at least said, he's like, yeah, I think, uh, 
if you play that song, there's probably someone in here who's really going to like it. Huh. And I was like, that's a weird thing to say, but okay. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I'll play it. So I, I play the song, I'm looking out, and there's like just a few people just crying out there. And I'm like, this is Aww. weird. This doesn't happen at a, a non-Christian event. You know? Right, right. <laughs> and so afterward, this this there was a mom and a daughter. And the mom comes up and she said, when you played I Can Only Imagine, it was my favorite part of this thing. And I was mm. like... I was like, oh, that's really nice. Thanks. I appreciate that. And and uh, then her daughter, uh, her mom leaves and the daughter comes up. She's like, hey, she she uh, brought me aside and said, hey, the reason she liked that so much is my dad, her husband, died last month. Oh. And that was his favorite song. Oh. And I was just like, oh, my heart. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's that's just a, amazing. a weird God moment. Yeah, absolutely. And something very, I, mean, I shouldn't say very not God, but you know what I mean? Like, it's not, Yeah. that's not the focus, that's for sure. And like, right. and it was just, it's cool to have that happen there. It's just like this weird that's kind of. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it yeah. was. I, I was telling Sable, my wife, about it. The next morning, I was getting all emotional. I was like, dude, why am I? <laughs> Have you noticed the older you get, the more emotional you are about that? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, it's yep. weird, man. It's like yep. some things just get me like in this mm-hmm. emotional arm bar that I have to tap out of. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It's weird. But anyways. But it, That's it's just amazing. a cool thing to happen. So I don't know. Weird. Yeah. Those things just in, in, in playing music for a bunch of drinking people in front of a bar. You don't get that. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's surreal. That's cool. That's that's a blessing right yeah, there. That's that awesome. I love it. Love it. Just well, God popping up in a weird place. Yeah. Well, what are we talking about today? So um, today we are going to continue with our uh, Genesis movement and talk about um, Adam and Eve. Nah, let's talk about No. <laughs> Sounds great. Let's talk about something you didn't prepare for. <laughs> um. How about Song of Solomon? Yeah. Chapter four. That'd be actually kind of fun. Well, I don't know. Yeah. No, not chapter four. I mean, not, not that one. Yeah. yeah. Chapter six, maybe. But. That is a book, right? I didn't <laughs> yeah, make that no, one. That's okay. a real Sweet. one. Right. Yep. Yep. It's a song even, actually. What? So. The whole... Is the book... Is Yeah. The book of the Bible, is it, no, we're one, doing this now. Is it one long song? <laughs> the it's Sort of. I mean, it's one long piece of poetry. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. I should read that one. Yeah, it's good. What am I doing? It's good. Yeah. <laughs> What am I doing here right All now? Right, Recorded this podcast. We'll continue later. Excuse folks. me. <laughs> okay, sorry. Go okay, cool. So, uh, so last time we talked about Genesis chapter one and a little bit of the beginning of chapter two, which is the creation story. We all know that it starts in the beginning and God spoke and there was in the seven days. And when we ended that, um, he ended on the seventh day. And of course, God rested. And um, the interesting thing I forgot to mention is like, the seventh day never ends. You know, it doesn't end the way that all the other days where it's morning, evening, the sixth day. Mm-hmm. They never say that about the seventh day. So like to like we had talked about sort of different views of what creation is like from different Christian perspectives and uh, science. And we talked about the Big Bang, all that stuff last week. But um, but uh, it, interestingly, like it's show it's the the. The way that the story sets it up is that we're still in that seventh day. Oh. Like the seventh day is still going on. It's a long day. Yeah, it's a long, long day. Kind of goes back uh, to the whole timeline thing we talked about last time. That's if right. The seventh day is this long. How long was day it, two? Exactly. That's right. Because like, <laughs> like day, you know, even the way we use it in English today, like you can talk about back in the day. Like what was that? Oh. That was like the whole 10 years I was growing up in. That's true. Wherever, you know. But that was a good day. Yeah, it was a good day yeah. back in that day. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, some of it. <laughs> but so now we'll talk about sort of the next creation story um, in uh, uh, in Genesis, which starts in sort of chapter 2, verse 5, and goes on for a couple of chapters. Okay. And this is the one we all know too, right? About Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve in the uh, garden and the trees of knowledge and good and evil. So I'll just give a real brief summary of it, and okay. then we can start start to just get into it and talk Sounds about what it all means. Let's do it. So this starts like this is sort of now a flashback if you wanted to like take these two stories and like smush them together or harmonize them like you could do that so now we're back on maybe like the sixth day right okay. when god created man or woman but now it's instead of just saying that's what he did it's showing like this this whole narrative of like what happened uh, there okay um so it's like the setup and then the details, kind right? Of? Yeah, okay. kind of. But but you know, most scholars would say these stories were written very in like they're distinct. You know, okay. it's not like uh, probably the person like wrote the first part and then like wrote the second part and mm-hmm. was like did this on purpose. They uh-huh. were placed together in scripture on purpose because they're at both at the beginning yeah. and they sort of frame the whole rest of the book of Genesis and the rest of the whole bible mm-hmm. really um but like but they're 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 from like sort of distinct sources uh so so we don't want to just pretend they're all one thing okay. but my point is just they don't necessarily contradict each other even though they're separate narratives that focus on separate things about creation okay does that make sense yes yeah cool so um so here we are there's no uh uh, bushes of the field or anything like that it hasn't rained yet and there's no man to work the ground and there's a mist everywhere that's watering the whole face of the ground because there's no rain it's like and seattle yeah exactly it's like <laughs> yeah, exactly like seattle um i thought it was supposed to be paradise. just a wasteland <laughs> <laughs> well it's not yet right oh, it's not a, it's not okay. paradise Wait, yet. we haven't gotten to the that's okay. right I so like um so it is like seattle okay. yeah exactly <laughs> No offense, Seattle. No, no offense. No. All our Seattle listeners are super angry. I know. Seriously. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> so uh, so then out of this, God takes the dust from the ground and forms a man and breathes into his nostrils the breath of life. So like the spirit of God, breath and spirit are the same in Hebrew. Has anyone um, ever breathed in your nose before? What's that? Has, yeah, actually. What? It's uh, real... <laughs> You know what? Don't answer that one. Yeah. No, let's not get into that, <laughs> yeah. but it's not fun. Let me tell you. Not cool. It's like resuscitation. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, and so God, man becomes a living creature. So there's this like person thing made of earth, okay. but with God's spirit put into him. And then there's there's a human, the first human being. Awesome. Then the Lord God plants a, a garden Eden in the east. And that's where he puts the man. So that's where paradise or Eden, mm-hmm. the Garden of Eden, uh, sort of comes into the story. Then, um, then out of the, the, the ground in that area, all the trees um, and everything that is pleasant to the sight and good for food come up. <clears throat> and the tree of life was in the midst of the garden. And the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is in the middle of the garden too. So here you have a bunch of trees, but you have two trees specifically. Okay. The no- tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Okay. Yeah. Dichotomous. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And so they're set up right there, like sort of in opposition okay. to each other. Um, so 
there's a bunch of rivers and that's great and the man goes and he goes in the garden and he's working it and keeping it like basically it's a big old garden all the trees are there um, and he tells him okay you can eat of every tree in the garden but of the tree of knowledge and good and evil you shall not eat for in that day you eat you uh, the, the day you eat of it you shall surely die so all of a sudden now there's like a tension it's like ah pretty straightforward though yeah it is straightforward one rule that's the only rule like just uh go hang out in this garden and don't eat of this one tree what's the other tree for well the other tree is the tree of life but we'll get to that okay Okay. it's coming that's right so um so then god says he shouldn't be alone i'll make a helper fit for him and he forms every beast and every bird of the heavens and brings them to the man to see what he'll call them and so like the man here interestingly like you start to see what the human vocation is right like what Mm -hmm. our job is in creation like god creates god makes all things we can't sort of create out of nothing the way god does true but god uh like he brings them to the human being uh, to name, to like give them like their role, give them like what they're called. You know, a name is really important right. in the ancient world. It's like your character. Um, it, it's reflective of who you are. So already human beings are that he's created have been invited to like take part in his creation in a special way, like sort of co-create or sub-create, you might say, you know, in the same way that like we don't make, you know... Um, I don't necessarily make all the paints or the canvas or anything like that, but I can take them and paint a picture mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. them. And so like in the same way, like as humans, we create within God's creation. Yeah. It's pretty cool. They also apparently already had a language. Yeah. And uh, according to the rabbis, it was definitely Hebrew. Oh. Like, <laughs> when God said, let there be light, he said that in Hebrew <laughs> for sure. I like a better thought is if they speak like how we think cavemen spoke. Yeah. <laughs> yes. She's a bird. He's like, Ugh. yeah. <laughs> well, actually, so like not uh, to bring up C.S. Lewis again. And oh, here space, we go. Here we trilogy. go. <laughs> I know. But I just love those books. In his like idea, yeah. uh, like in, in those books, all of the solar system speaks an ancient language called Old Solar. Oh. And like... Um, Everyone knows this, and that was like the original language of creation and the world and Earth too. Like that's like God's language that we lost in the Tower of Babel thing when we all, you know. And so, like all of our languages sort of descend from that in some way, but like it's corrupted on Earth. And so, like, okay, uh, so he didn't even think like, okay, Hebrews. The, <laughs> obviously, the people who spoke Hebrew thought it was Hebrew. Same way that like people are like, well, if the King James English was good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for me. <laughs> you know, fair enough. We all like to put push back our own uh, preferences, back, back. <laughs> but. But yeah, so so who knows? Who knows what words were spoken? It's true. But um, they came up with some weird ones, though. What do you mean? Like names for animals. Like, oh yeah, hippopotamus. This, yeah, what is that? What I don't know. Well, yeah, this animal looks like a badger, but has the bill of a duck. Let's call it a platypus. <laughs> platypus. What? <laughs> There's so many ways you could have gone with that. It's ridiculous. Beaver bill. What I is know. that? <laughs> and this that was all Adam. Yeah. Yep. This guy. Blame him. I, I blame know. him for so much. That's right. And they said there was no sin before the fall. <sighs> obviously obviously they're wrong it was <laughs> um so okay so he's naming everything right okay and he loves all the beasts and the birds and everything like that 
but there's not found a helper fit for him. And here's a note about this part, which is like, it says helper or in, uh, in the old King James English, even help meet. Um, but help meet, help meet is, yeah, it's like the like whole word meet, like M E E T. Oh, help me. Not like M E A T. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> that's right. No, 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 exactly. I was no. confused. <laughs> and so, um, sometimes this has been used to justify like, um, inequality between men and women right mm-hmm. like the idea that oh here's adam and he's like doing all this cool stuff and he just needs like you know a little helper like yeah. a secretary someone to take yeah, notes sure. or yeah. whatever of course and it's like <laughs> no that that's not what this word helper uh means yeah. it it means literally someone who can do the things that you can't do he needs like meat exactly yeah. <laughs> that's right <laughs> <laughs> oh, so um, funny. I got this wrong. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so like there's like stuff no one can do everything by themselves. Yeah. Right. Um, and there's like an acknowledgement that that Adam is incomplete mm-hmm. and needs someone that can can be what he can't be, mm-hmm. basically. Um, and so that's what 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 that means. Um, uh, helper, and he can't find any in the, any of the birds or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And so um, God puts him to sleep. He takes the rib out of the man he had made, and he forms that into a woman and brings her to the man. Nice. And the man says, "You know, this is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. Mm-hmm. Um, she shall be called woman because she was mm-hmm. taken out of man." And, uh, and therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife and they shall become one flesh the same way Adam and Eve were one flesh mm-hmm. and they were uh, both naked and not ashamed oh. says the scriptures so that's literally never happened to me <laughs> that's right <laughs> naked <laughs> Uh, thanks adam we used again. to watch this show called naked and afraid oh yeah, uh, yeah it was it was not good but it was really fun to watch <laughs> or it was not good i don't i don't understand why people good would sign good. up for yeah. shows like that i guess it was entertaining you just couldn't look away from it i mean not because mm-hmm. they were naked they were covered, you know, <laughs> they buzzed those out or, or blurred, blurred. Yeah. that's the one Sometimes like, the best TV is the worst TV. Yeah. <laughs> but naked and ashamed. Naked That's and the show there. We'll yeah. start that one. Right. Exactly. <laughs> It'll just be a bunch of people <laughs> weeping in a corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Bad TV. It's good. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Gonna have lots of listeners. Exactly. So and many watchers. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> so. Um, so okay, then this is where the story gets like interesting. Where the turn comes. All of a sudden. The serpent or Nakash in, in Hebrew. Nakash. Yeah, which might be a little more than a serpent. And we kind of get a feeling for that later when it loses its legs and arms. Ooh. Like so this is like a walking armed and legged serpent walking. creature. Like upright? Yeah, because it's like before the they eat the, the apple or yeah. the, I'm sorry, the fruit, uh he has arms and legs apparently because he gets those but taken away. I always pictured it like a like more like a lizard walking, not like a might like the the Geico Gecko. No, you like the Geico Gecko. That's oh, what we're imagining man. here. You just blew yep. my mind yet boop, again. Boop, boop. <laughs> yep. So he saunters up um, saunters. to to Eve, who's there with Adam too. Yeah. And like, um, and he basically starts questioning, like, "Oh, what did God say to you about uh, eating the fruit?" And he's like, "Oh, you should eat this fruit, the knowledge tree of the knowledge and good and evil." And he said. Um, uh, she says, but then we'll surely die. You can't touch yeah. it or eat it. Like God just told him that. 
Yeah. You think this was like a while after it was like day two? Again, getting into that time question, uh, you know, true. like What's a day? scripture does not care. <laughs> like they don't care about telling us those yeah. details. It could have been a day. It could have been like a quote unquote day, the way that yeah. we're still in the seventh day. Right. Could have been a long, long time um, or not. Um, but, but again, the story, the, the story doesn't really care. They're just like, we just got to keep the action moving. Like it doesn't matter. A lot of questions One year, when I get to One hundred years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so so anyway, so so this is where the key key part happens, which is um, the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was delight to the eyes, and that the tree was desired to make one wise, and so she took the fruit and ate, and she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate, and then the eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths, Ooh. and so. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden at the cool of the day, so in the early evening. And they hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God. And he says, where are you? And Adam says, well, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because it was naked. And then all of a sudden the jig was up because God was like, who told you you were naked? Have you (laughs) eaten of the tree which I commanded you not to eat? And the man, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's that. That goes back to what we talked about last week. Asking the question, you already know the answer to. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. And so um, Adam then does what we would all do in that situation, which was he blamed his wife, and he yeah. says, "Well, the woman you gave me to be with, she gave me the fruit." Yeah. And You're I the one it. who made her, God. Yeah, way to go. <laughs> and then of course he asked the woman and the woman blames the snake mm-hmm. well the serpent deceived me and i ate and so then here comes the consequences uh, of of that action he says to the serpent you're cursed above all livestock on your belly you shall go um and dust you shall eat so like no more le- arms and legs i will put enmity between you and the woman between your offspring and her offspring he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel and this is a big prophecy that we see um now in some ways it's just simple it's like snakes and humans don't like each other yeah uh, sure. snakes will bite our heels and I, we'll try and crush their heads i do hate snakes yeah like with i'm so terrified most of, of my being yeah. yes well there's I, our phone oh, we are in an office right. we're in an office hey phone stop stop it stop it phone stop it is it like alexa can we <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so there's enmity, um, and this becomes also seen as prophecy, also about Jesus, though, as we start to add on meanings to mm-hmm. um, to these these stories. So then the woman gets gets her punishment or consequence, really. Um, she'll uh, have pain in childbirth when she brings forth children, um, and uh, it does look painful. It does. Oh my I, gosh! I, I saw it was. Ooh. I know. I know. <laughs> like, I'm not doing that. Good job, Sable. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I was a great cheerleader, but I, yep. was, nah, I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, there's no way. No. This no is thanks. why. This is how I know that women are stronger than men. <laughs> Amen, brother. Yeah. Oh goodness. So then Adam he turns to, um, since you uh, ate, then like you will toil all your life, and it won't be easy. Where all these fruits are just have are giving you your sustenance you're gonna to have to work the ground and all that stuff and we're still working that's right still today even yeah like i i would have put a million dollars on the fact that we'd have a million dollars right now right from this podcast and yet here we are doing it again even then though you know it's ridiculous we'd still be working yeah we would yeah we would 
I got that. Uh, have you heard about this Dogecoin? No. It's this cryptocurrency okay, cool, that's like cool. uh, it's it basically started as a meme. It's never supposed to even be real. <laughs> but after all this short selling stuff happened with mm-hmm. this Game Stock, yeah, yeah, and and or Game Stop stock, they the internet then went, hey, let's all just buy this cryptocurrency Dogecoin and so try funny. to make something out of it. This thing started at like less than a cent and now today it's up at like 40 cents. For- <laughs> Whoa, heyo. I know. So I bought it that day just to see what would happen. And now I'm like, this is, I'm retiring so soon. Yeah. Got to be like a thousand air by now. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm such a thousand air. <laughs> now, granted, it's all going to fall apart like next week, but for, for sure. now it's fun. Yeah. It's fun. Exactly. <laughs> That's a uh, tangent. Go on. That's hilarious. <laughs> Truly, the stock market is just made up. Nothing like, makes sense about it. I really don't understand. All this value we just assign to things for no reason. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. I know. Seriously. Like, Crazy. really, what actually has value? Food? I don't know. Food definitely has value to me. Yes, yeah. I would say. Speaking Food and which, air conditioning. <laughs> if I can take us down another path here real quick. Yeah. So, uh, the sermon yesterday was church. Um we were talking about uh, how, how Jesus, it was in the reading, I guess, well, he just appeared to the disciples. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, hey guys, what's up? Yeah. And I, I've never connected with Jesus so much in that moment because he just goes, hey, you guys got something to eat? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> because if I died and came back, that's what I would, I'd be like. Hey, uh, I know you guys got some food or <laughs> yep. It's such a funny and weird detail. It's right? like, it's awesome. it's awesome. Yeah. Cause it doesn't pertain at all to the story. No, he's just like, he's just like, guys. by the way, you got any fish? <laughs> yep. I was like, that, I think that was put there for me. I'm like yep, 99% that's right. sure. Exactly. So thank you, God. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So anyways, about oh. this garden. Okay. So yeah, so we're wrapping up the, the story we're talking about today and so you know um so they they go off then and um they god makes them proper clothes not out of leaves out of skins and um and they have to leave the garden because uh the god or the divine council as some uh, scholars put it um are afraid that now that they know good and evil and knowing good and evil isn't just like oh I understand good and evil. Mm-hmm. Like knowledge in Hebrew is like it's the same word for to have sex with. You know, oh. like he knew her. Oh, you know what I mean. Speaking. The biblically speaking, ah. exactly. Ah. So it didn't just mean like intellectual knowledge. It mm-hmm. meant full participatory knowledge. You oh, know, that's like good to kind know of something. That's yeah, the, my probably my favorite kind of knowledge. <laughs> well, <laughs> it depends what you're knowing. Because like. If you know murder in this sense, it means you committed murder. You know oh, what I mean? Like to know a, to know from the inside and out, like you participated with it. Turns things on its head a little bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so when it's it's the eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, it's not the tree of knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. Of just knowing things. Yeah. It's the tree of participating in good and evil now. Uh, and so like um if they now in their sort of corrupted state where they're participating in good and evil but not based on the way God taught was going to teach them mm-hmm. to to grow into his the full stature of his likeness or whatever. Right. Um, but in by taking it for themselves, mm-hmm. um, they now have that good and evil within them. So now, if they eat the tree of life, they'll live forever. Right? Is is how this ends? Like mm-hmm. you find out what the tree of life was all about. Mm-hmm. If they eat from that tree, now they'll live forever. But in this sort of corrupted state, uh, yeah. and you won't be able to like grow past that or be redeemed or whatever so then they're kicked out 
of the Garden of Eden. So they never got to eat the tree? That's right. They never got to eat the Tree of Life. But the Tree of Life comes up again and again Uh in in Scripture. Finally, like like, uh, my interpretation here... That it's revealed as the cross, right? Oh. The cross is the tree that Jesus hangs on. Whoa. And like, Spoiler alert. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Jumping way ahead. <laughs> but like, and he is the fruit of the tree of life because we eat it, right? And yeah, we live yeah, forever. Yeah. We eat the flesh and blood. Man. And then we get eternal life, right? And so... So that's what's going on there. Yeah, that's yeah. The, sound of my the brain tree exploding. of life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why these early, the first stories are so important because it's setting up the whole context for everything. I just, <laughs> I just looked over and, and saw <laughs> Father Eric's mug, which says "World's okayest priest." <laughs> it's true. It's accurate. <laughs> I don't know if you guys the can tell, but I am a very undiagnosed <laughs> ADD here. So. Just <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, yeah, cross tree. Yes. Yeah, so that's our story mm-hmm. for for today. Basically, is thanks, like, folks. It's been fun. Yep. Okay. <laughs> bye. <laughs> no. Um. So so yeah. That and that's the second story of creation, and and then of course we follow Adam and Eve mm-hmm. uh, through Genesis. But um. But that that's what kicks it off in terms of humanity. What is humanity's relationship to God to creation? Mm-hmm. What is our role, and what have we lost? Um. Mm. Okay, so trying to get back. Here's here's where I have I have some beef with God here. We gotta, okay, we got to settle. Yeah. So why did He even give us the capacity to make that bad choice and sin, yeah, and then be separated from Him? If He wanted us to be with Him anyway, yeah, then is it just? I'll just let you explain before I theorize. Go ahead. <laughs> no, sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, like that's a good question, and it's like it's it's a. It's a real key question, and that's one of those two that sort of gets revealed as you go on. Because mm-hmm. G, or, um, Adam is given his like initial role, right? And mm-hmm. so Adam is humanity, right? In terms of like running this garden um, in God's stead and co-creating with God, like, like we sort of talked about. Um, but we don't really see what God's purpose for him to grow into was at all we don't even get a hint of that in this story yet Mm -hmm. um that is again something that gets revealed sort of sequentially Mm -hmm. over time and then finally in jesus where we see like oh god wants us not just to be like creations of his Mm -hmm. creatures even like special ones that somehow carry his image and likeness but like to be his children that's a different thing you know to share in his life Mm-hmm. So, like, God wants us to grow into himself um, in a real way. So, it's not just, like, sort of being with God. Okay. Um, because we're all with God. God is with all of us right. uh, all the time. Um, but it's, like, a rela- certain relationship with God mm-hmm. of, like, being us totally giving ourselves to him. Um, and th- by doing that also giving ourselves to others, to everyone else, to creation, right? Mm -hmm. We're supposed to love and serve all creatures like Adam was doing. And we're supposed to love each other and our enemies, right? Right. As Jesus teaches. So like there's this, the the short answer is like to love. Uh, Why we have the capacity to sin is because what God has created us to do is to love. And the one thing you can't do uh, without freedom which would include the capacity to sin Mm -hmm. is to love because Mm -hmm. love has to be a free 
choice. Otherwise, it's not love, right? Like if I mm-hmm. make a little robot, you know, like not like those robots that take gall- gallbladders out, but like <laughs> <laughs> if I made a robot that just like went around giving people hugs, yeah, like people might appreciate that, mm-hmm. uh, but would. it's not love. If you could give you know me one I mean? of those, that'd be pretty. Oh, close. absolutely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that robot doesn't love you, though. You know, like I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Ivy has a little elbow doll really... that kind of does that. Yeah, exactly. I don't like it. <laughs> so I'm retracting the statement now. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Weirds me out. Not yep. a fan. Yep. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that is weird. <laughs> Elmo's so weird. I love Elmo. Yeah. Um, but uh, and so does Elizabeth. But I do not. I don't like it when like dolls talk. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like It's like stop I, it. Ivy has a few of those, and I. Yeah. <laughs> It's weird to me. Yeah, I know. I also don't like. But, it. they're like as old as time now. But the the baby dolls that when they lay on their back, oh, the yeah. eyes close, and when you mm-hmm. lift them up, the eyes open. Yeah, we got one of those demon child. Yeah, yeah. that's creepy. Not mm-hmm. a fan. Yeah. <laughs> but actually, this ties in perfectly. Oh, yeah, it does. Old as time as they are, these like <laughs> dolls that talk, right? Like, this is sort of what God God doesn't want us to be just creatures that parrot, you know. Mm-hmm the whatever it is it, just like obeying because that's all we can do mm-hmm. that's what we were created to do um god wants us to see what we were created to do the purpose we were um given which is to love um and choose it for ourselves because that's the only way that that can happen um love has to be a free act a free gift um and so so is it kind of like to to summarize maybe yeah in order for him to make us intelligent beings like you know, a few of us are, then, yeah. <laughs> then we had to have the capacity to sin because otherwise we wouldn't really be able to do much. I mean, like if you don't yeah. have the choice, to, the ability to make choices, you aren't really intelligent being in the first place. Yeah. And going on from there, he wanted us to have to choose love and choose him. Right. Is that... Or to have the capacity to right. choose him. But the capacity to choose him means we have the capacity not to choose him. Right. Otherwise, it's not a real choice. Makes sense. So, like, free will is, like, this awesome gift, but it's a dangerous mm. gift. Yeah. But that's, you know, God's a dangerous guy. So Let's talk about predestination. Okay. I'm kidding. I don't okay. <laughs> That could probably be a whole episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Maybe we should at some point. Yeah, right. that's probably a good topic. We'll put actually. that on the list. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> no, but um, but yeah, that that would be a good topic. But <clears throat> but so let, just talking about sin and original sin and the capacity to sin is important to distinguish too. Like original sin isn't that sin. The the eating of the uh, fruit of the knowledge uh, tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Mm-hmm. Like that's not. Like the original sin, um, original sin is um, is sort of the condition we're all in now, where mm-hmm. we all are created in the image of God, but we've lost the likeness of God. We're after the likeness. We're going after it, um, and but we have and we have free will to choose. But unlike Adam and Eve, like we are Adam and Eve when they were first created, like we sort of suffer from disordered desires. Um, so the, we have a tendency, all of us in different ways, each of us have sort of a different, um, you might call it, um, 
a besetting sin, like Ooh. a particular temptation that gets gets mm. us more than others. Cake. And we're all exactly exactly <laughs> cake. Well, cake is universal. But <laughs> so so original sin um is what comes out of this this story. It's it's the idea that we all universally see things incorrectly mm-hmm. because we've kind of got that knowledge of good and evil within us. We all participate in good and evil from the very beginning, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can imagine in a perfect world, let's say Adam and Eve had never fallen. They mm-hmm. have Cain and Abel and like, like they C.S. don't. C.S. Lewis. What's that? Like C.S. Lewis. C.S. Lewis just yeah. created from <laughs> all, all no, the goodness. The other, the other dimension. Oh yeah. Where no... <laughs> no, exactly. That's right. Right. Yeah. And in I want to see how many C.S. Oh Lewis references we can drop in. <laughs> Seriously. Okay. Two. It's a drinking game. game. That's right. <laughs> After the likeness, the drinking game. <laughs> So yeah, those creatures, they're not fallen, right? And so they can still sort of make bad choices, mm-hmm. um, but they can't make, they don't, they're not naturally inclined. They don't have any natural inclinations to evil. Mm-hmm. So one of the people he meets, um, the, these people groups he meets on Mars in, in the C.S. Lewis book. Oh, here um, we go. Yeah. Sort of out of the silent <laughs> planet. Yeah. You got it started now. We're just going to follow it through. Um, <laughs> they, they like... They're naturally. He's like so surprised because he realizes they're what what they're what he calls naturally content and chaste. So like they're monogamous, like we are presumably, yeah. but like we struggle a lot. You know, like marriages fail and end, and people cheat and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but like these people, like no, they get married and they you know produce children and like enjoy that, but like they don't they don't pursue that pleasure just for its own sake or whatever. And they don't like cheat on their spouses and stuff like that. They just, their natures aren't corrupted in that way. So their nature matches up with what's good. Whereas for us in our fallen state, well, we were created for good. Like we have natural desires Mm -hmm. that like are out of proportion with the things they are pushing us towards okay which are always good right sex is a good thing cake is a good thing yes but our desire for yes. cake yeah our desire simultaneously for cake, i mean i know whoa whoa that is beyond the scope that's more of a blanket advice question <laughs> Ugh. Yep. All right. <laughs> it's getting dark here, guys. Uh, but yeah, so we want cake more than we should. Yes. You know, and that's basically original sin, right? There. <laughs> like summed up. That's it. Like we just we we tend to like we choose things mm. that we like, and we see them as more important than they actually are. Mm. We tend to value our own views, our own needs over others but also mm-hmm. over just reality you know yeah. like there's we have confirmation bias where we're like because we already think something we want to see the world in a way that lines up with that mm-hmm. instead of seeing our beliefs in a way that line up with the world and reality ah. so like that's part of original sin it's a defect of like our vision and our wills and imagination so does that make sense yeah it does yeah so eden was basically the perfect place right this is it's just a place where they're in total communion with God, walking around, hanging out. Just they don't really have to work, right? Because if they had to work, he wouldn't be telling them they have to work. So yeah, I, it's pretty much just 
hanging out with God, right? That's kind of how it was. Sort of. I mean, they have work, right? Like, because if you think about it, like naming things, if you had no work to do, like you'd be really miserable. You get to the bottom of Netflix real fast. (laughs) But there's also a lot of things to name. Yes, that's true. Exactly. A lot. Yeah. There's a lot. (laughs) There's a lot of platypuses. So many platypi. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my goodness. You're right. I don't know if that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But so, but there's no toil. So there's no, it's not hard. It's not a struggle. Work, yeah. Like work now, even if it's good work, meaningful work. Yeah. We always have like a sense of resistance, difficulty to it. Right now. Yeah. Like right now, like every word that's coming. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's painful. Um, So my question coming from that is, is do you think, is there, or is there any indication that, heaven could be like that where we're because uh, uh, i don't like in general the idea of eternity because my brain can't grasp it i'm weird with things yeah. like that like eternity or like the deepest of the ocean or like the vastness right. of space things my my head can't comprehend yeah. i'm just don't like to think about <laughs> yeah so when i think about eternity like oh you'll just be singing with choirs for the rest of eternity i'm like nah right I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they're like, oh, you will when you get there. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. So anyways, back to the question. Yeah. Could heaven potentially just be like that? Well, we're just kind of living life normally, except mm. we're separated from the desire to sin. Mm. So short answer is uh, yes. Okay. Like that. Okay. Like Thanks. that. But more. Oh. But more. So like, um, okay. so Eden is like put... Put as uh, put up as like uh, described as like a paradise, mm-hmm. um, um, and so that's part of its vision. And, and certainly, the the um, afterlife, eternity with God, is seen as also a really really awesome thing, like a mm-hmm. paradise in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but Eden is not yet what. And I should say here, like when we talk about afterlife and heaven. Um, in the West, in Christianity, last couple hundred years, that's sort of the way we've thought about it. It's like, okay, here we are on earth. And then when we die, we either go to heaven or we go to hell. The mm-hmm. good place and the bad place. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not actually the biblical or classical Christian idea of the afterlife. Oh. Um, the idea is like, here we are on earth mm-hmm. and heaven the heavenly places are actually real close to us. They're like Ooh. all around us. That's sort of the invisible God space like a fourth that surrounds us. Yeah. And we'll actually talk about this in the listener question. Oh, like, yeah. Um, and, but the problem I really is thought you were going to say something about C.S. Lewis. <laughs> oh, I know. Just waiting for that other shoe to drop. Yeah. Um, but so the problem is they're out of sync, heaven and earth, part of, partially because of the fall here, uh-huh. right? Like we don't see thing, reality totally or correctly, mm-hmm. and we're missing out on the heavenly aspects of earth. So heaven and earth are supposed to be like it, totally in sync, Ooh. totally interlocking. I'm liking this. They're right next to each other, but they're not totally interlocking. Like we right? can't like, see it. That's right. We can't see it, and like things don't, things aren't as perfect as they should be, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like. You can think of our temptation and our original sin as a product of that. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, yeah, we love cake, but we love it a little too much. Or mm. some people love it a little too little. It's ridiculous. But <sighs> yeah. What's wrong with them? I don't That's know. a sin too, right? Yeah, definitely. Okay, just making sure. Yep, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so the, the idea of, of um, 
it, when we read Revelation, right, the the last book of the Bible, it sort of um, mirrors Genesis in a way, especially towards the end. If you go to Revelation 22, you see the new heavens and the new earth created. So like just things are out of spoilers sync. today. Yeah, I know that's right. <laughs> but you can't talk about Genesis without It's just too too good. So um, so God recreates, and we talked about this too, sort of with the days of creation. Mm-hmm. How Jesus is taking us from the day of man through the day that we're in, which is the day of rest, mm-hmm. by resting in the tomb, and then is resurrected on the first day, Sunday, the day of creation. To bring us into the eighth day, which is the day of recreation. Okay. And so his resurrection is sort of a sign where he is now, he's on earth, but like he's heaven and earth put together, like in the good way. He's Mm -hmm. God and humanity put together, but in a good way where there's no competition or sin. Mm -hmm. Um, He is... In that, in the resurrection, he shows us what Adam was supposed to grow into Ah. the whole time, right? And he's bringing that um, that uh, reunited heaven and earth, recreated heaven and earth, into the world through his his body, um, his physical body in the resurrection, and then through his body on earth, the body of Christ, the church. Ah. Uh, So we're meant to like carry this into the world, right? So. Um, so that's just a note is like, uh, that's definitely how Eden will kind of be like heaven mm-hmm. in that, or the, I'll call it the kingdom of God okay. because the new heavens and the new earth, um, in that it's like, it's a physical thing more than maybe, maybe more than what we think of as physical now. <laughs> like, again, we're in a fallen state, mm-hmm. but like not less. Um, yeah. and that is a C.S. Lewis quote. So <laughs> <laughs> well, this um, sounds like a way better heaven than choir robes. Yeah, so absolutely. I'm, I'm into it. I'm so, into like, it. <laughs> yeah, Revelation 22, it's got great images for this. Mm-hmm. There's like, they look up and there's this giant golden cube miles like what? wide, and it's the New Jerusalem. It's a cube. And a cube. Because so, it's like perfectly in perfect proportion, what? right? And it comes down from heaven and sits on top of the old Jerusalem. And that's the new Jerusalem, which incidentally, again, spoiler alert, Jerusalem <laughs> is where Eden was like oh. all these sort of locations match up. Um, and so like there's the new Eden, right? The Mesopotamia. new Mesopotamia. Yeah. That's right. Mesopotamia. The only thing I remember from <laughs> world geography, Tigris, Euphrates, Mesopotamia. <laughs> <laughs> Tigris and Euphrates were in our story today. Hey, yeah, they were there. They were there. So, so the city comes down, and that's where Jesus he wipes every tear, right? Mm-hmm. All the old pain and suffering from sin uh-huh. wiped away. There's no temple in the New Jerusalem. Ooh. Which what is the temple? The temple is the place where man and God meet. But there's no temple in the Jerusalem because humanity and God will be meeting all the time everywhere, right? In the whole new earth. The river of life is there, which is in the Garden of Eden too, right? The water of life. Is it the Tigris or the Euphrates? It's actually so like in the scriptures here, I sort of, I didn't go into the details of this, but there's one river in Eden and it splits into four. Two of those are the Tigris and Euphrates. Yes. Yes. Booyah, Mesopotamia. (laughs) Thanks, Miss Freeman. (laughs) She's actually awesome. School works. I didn't like her. She's listening. I'm not sorry. I didn't like you. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, one more listener gone. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she's the only teacher who ever sent me to the principal's office you know i met my best friend at the principal's office no way in fifth grade yeah you were best friends with the principal yeah 
Yeah. My best friend, Terry Frank. Really, really sad yeah. stories. <laughs> that's a, yeah. Middle school principal is your best friend. Carrie? Yeah, that's a nerd right there. Carrie Frank? Yeah. Is that? No, Terry Frank. Terry. Terry. Terry Frank, yeah. Shout out to Terry. Yeah. Terry. T. Frank. Yep. Yeah. And uh, we were both sent to the principal's office in fifth grade for, or fourth grade maybe, for not saying the Pledge of Allegiance because I'm Canadian. I was like, it's not my flag. I just moved from Canada. I was like, that's not, no. Wow. I'll sing O Canada. I'll hum O Canada to myself. And, they and still he like was being... a Swiss citizen. So he also <laughs> was sent to the principal's office. That's how we became uh, friends. So. so with that history, they still let you be a priest. Yep, that's right. Wow. That's right. The sordid past. I know. They've forgiven much. <laughs> much. So so anyway, but but back to the yeah. the new heavens and new earth. Also in the city in the New Jerusalem is the tree of life, right? Yes. Which is in Eden. So yes. there's an intentional tie in there ah. between Eden and you know and and the kingdom of God. Um, and so I'm still stuck on this golden cube thing. Yeah. Now, whenever I think about heaven, I'm just going to be thinking about golden cubes. Yeah. Golden cube. Absolutely. Just, I don't even know what to do with that now. <laughs> it's a cool, like, again, you know, in revelation language is symbolic. Um, yeah. but it's sort of like, there's a Psalm that says, um, uh, Jerusalem is a city built at unity with itself, which was never true of the real Jerusalem, mm-hmm. um, or, or like the historical Jerusalem, there was always some shady crap going on, <laughs> even in the best of times. But like, so the the idea of it being a perfect cube is it's like it's perfectly proportioned, and like it's also you know when we think of cities, we usually think of length and width as its proportions. We don't think of height, so it's like mm-hmm. it's saying like this reality is a dimension beyond. Ooh what we're thinking you know what i mean (laughs) yeah so maybe it's like those blocks that you hit in mario yes it's it looks exactly like that (laughs) big question the pictures i found on the internet (laughs) so (laughs) and if it's on the internet yeah (laughs) so so to answer your question like the kingdom of god is like eden but better it's the fulfillment of eden so it's the eden that adam and eve would have grown into had they eaten the tree of life mm-hmm. instead of the tree of knowledge and good and evil and of course the tree of life is there mm-hmm. and like that's what everyone eats in the in the new jerusalem and the leaves they say are for the healings of the people so like the people in the new jerusalem take those and somehow they go out into the world and they make the whole world like eden which was the original uh-huh. plan right god made this little garden this little part mm-hmm. um when adam was ready the implication is he was supposed to go into the world and make the whole world a paradise, oh. you know? And so. Way to go, Adam. Yeah. Yet again. That's right. Yeah. This guy. This guy. I know. This guy. Yep. <laughs> what can you do? <laughs> Nothing. Yep. Nothing. Here we are. Yep. Here we are. <laughs> well, okay. That leads me. It doesn't actually lead me, but I'm going to ask you <laughs> my last question about this thing. Sure, sure. Which is, we kind of touched on this last week about the literalness, for lack of better words. Of yeah. uh, the Bible and of these, these especially these old stories. Sure. Older stories. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, do we see this as, as like, a, by we, I mean like Christians in general, I guess. Yeah. See this as a factual event or mm-hmm. like a, a story to guide you. And then, yeah. and, and then coming from that, I've also heard a theory that maybe Adam and Eve were the story of the start of one people. Mm-hmm. on the earth 
Yeah. But maybe there are stories for the creation or not creation, but the start of other civilizations. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this is a, a, a good question. Um, an interesting one. And I think first, like, I'm sure there's no real answer. Yeah. No, there's some answers. Yeah. Some Probably answers. not all the answers yeah. though. You know, it's robots. Um, it's- yeah. <laughs> so like the first thing to note is like, it's definitely a lot of things, these stories, mm-hmm. right? Um, so, Primarily, I think as Christians and also like for for Jews who also have the Hebrew scriptures, their scripture, mm-hmm. primarily it's not supposed it's not meant to be like a history story specifically. Okay. Now, it may or may not be like we can deal with that in a second, but <laughs> pri- its primary pr- primary purpose is within the text as scripture. Okay. Um, and so, like, like I said, like it wouldn't make sense for Jesus to be the tree of life, right? To be bringing the tree of life to us here mm-hmm. and now, um, right? Bringing that kingdom from the last chapter of Revelation into the world here and now through his his flesh. Yeah. That wouldn't make any sense if there wasn't a story about a tree of life and a tree of knowledge and good and evil. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And if that theme wasn't repeated it's, through the scriptures. It's a piece of the story. Yeah. So yeah. like the in the ancient um, way of interpreting scripture the basic level of scriptural and church interpretation was called ad literum which we might think means oh literal you know like it's a history story right but that's not what they meant by it uh they meant as literature is more how we would think of it today like what does it mean within the story as a whole okay and so that's the primary the first way we would look at what these stories means it's Mm -hmm. like it doesn't matter if it happened or not ultimately from that perspective Mm -hmm. um but uh but like what does it mean for for like the story of david and bathsheba is Mm -hmm. a famous one uh king david is the best king he's awesome Mm -hmm. he does everything right and then like at the peak of his like goodness and power he like uh looks over and he sees Bathsheba bathing on the roof that's right exactly (laughs) hallelujah oh man leonard cohen he got it all um (laughs) And he, he does what? He sees this thing that he seems good to him, mm-hmm. and he takes it the same way Eve saw it looked good to her, and she took it, um, even though she knew it was wrong, even though mm-hmm. he knew it was wrong. And he ends up sinning more to cover it up. He has her husband killed. He and Bathsheba get together. Yeah. Um, and, and like, the tale is old as time. That tale is old yeah. as time. <laughs> um, but like, that story wouldn't make, have the same context if it didn't have the Adam and Eve story where it set up this pattern. And you know um, what's astounding about this to me? Like I, this is early on in my Christianity, being younger, just, you know, know much in general, but you kind of just see the Bible as a book, you yeah. know? But then when you learn and really grasp that this story of creation and this story of David, and then these mm. prophets, Isaiah and whoever else, these books were written so many years apart yeah. and way before Jesus even comes along, That's which right. makes all these prophecies that he fulfills insane. It's, oh yeah. No, <laughs> it's, it's like, true. But when you see it as just one book, you're like, okay, they wrote this and then they wrote this. So of course they can say whatever they want, but <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's, pretty astounding no it is it's that's a really interesting part of scripture and like Mm -hmm. yeah like we call it the bible well actually i should say like you know 
if you learned anything in French, you know that biblioteca means library <laughs> or, or Spanish. Spanish. Or anything else, right? San Antonio, not Canada. <laughs> That's Come on. Right. Sorry. Here's our phone. There it is. Where'd I put it? So biblioteca means... Mm-hmm. Library, and that's it's what the Bible is. It's a library. Bible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. It's a it's a library of all these different books, and like, yeah, yeah, one of the cool things about them is the way it's like, you know, Jesus fulfilled scriptures that people who wrote those scriptures didn't realize had could have not had any idea that it would happen this mm-hmm. way, um, and no one at the time, and even up to the time of Jesus, would have known. Yeah, but, but so so it's crazy. But um, so yeah, never mind. But as far as like the the historical question about Adam and Eve, mm-hmm. um, part of the problem is like we know so little mm-hmm. about ancient times, like these extreme, like extremely ancient times. Even if it were like a word for word true story, mm-hmm. like um, historically accurate story. I mean, like we could never we would could never know that or verify that like yeah. um and and the things we think about ancient times even mm-hmm. the best science and uh scholarship now yeah. it changes all the time like um there's a old phrase like he who weds himself to the science of the day uh makes himself a widow ah. you know because it just changes you know they're it used to be people thought like anthropologists thought there was a very specific order to things like they were hunter gatherers and then they like settled down and they learned farming and then they started to create cities and then they started to create temples and like Mm -hmm. bigger religions and they were shamans and there's progression and then like not too long ago like a couple decades ago they found this place um in in turkey called Gobleki Tepe. Oh, yeah, Gobleki of course. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's like this ancient giant temple site where like for generations, for hundreds of years, people had these huge temples. But mm. it was thousands of years before humans learned agriculture, right? Oh, so like it just turned what everyone thought about that time period on its head. Mm-hmm. And it's like the only site we have from that time period. So... You know, the idea, like some of these things, like if this is, even if this was a literal story about the origins of, of the humanity, yeah. um, there's no real way we can't use that in any way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and so that question for people of faith, um, well, that's an interesting question academically, yeah, right? Sure. Like for people of faith, it's, it really doesn't matter because the, the text that we have in front of us mm-hmm. is all we need. That's what we need to like understand what God is speaking to us now mm-hmm. through the scriptures. Like it, it's not really meant to yeah. provide us an accurate report of the events of six thousand years ago. Um, so, and and like even ancient Christians. So Saint Augustine, um, he thought that like he wrote, and this is in the three hundreds A.D. He's the original sin guy, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One of the few that things is. I remember about him. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so he thought like he was like obviously the seven day creation the thing we talked about last time Mm -hmm. that's obviously allegorical right Mm -hmm. because you know you can't have a morning and evening before there's a sun and the moon right like it would make sense so like that's clearly (laughs) an allegorical thing the most simply smart thing I've ever (laughs) right exactly yeah (laughs) why didn't I think of that (laughs) yeah but then when he got to the Adam and Eve story he did think that was literal historical but there was no reason not to right they didn't have any 
you know, like um, mm-hmm. archaeology or genetics or anything like that at the time. So he's like, well, nothing here to object to. So <laughs> it's probably historical. True. Um, but the point is like, if there had been something for that story too, where he was like, oh, it's not historical, he would not have cared because that's not what he's looking for. Right. That's not what we it's as not, Christians not the point. are looking yeah. for. Yeah, we're not historians or ancient archaeologists who are trying to determine things. Now, I will say this though, like um, there is a lot in scripture because I'm, I'm actually far more sort of uh, conservative, conservative in the way that like, I don't change, I, I'm not going to dismiss something unless I have positive evidence mm-hmm. that it's actually wrong. So like, again, there's just no evidence one way or another right. on, on something this ancient, but there are a lot of things in scripture where people were like, oh, this is obviously a bunch of myths and whatever legends, especially in the 18, 17 and 1800s, like mm-hmm. people were really critical of scripture as historical. Mm. A lot of things that people thought were just like made up or whatever, you know, as we've gotten good at archaeology, we've d- found or like, oh, no, this is <laughs> this, this. This is exactly where this city was or like this is how. Israeli or Israelite houses were set up in the kinds of villages they lived like all these kinds of details yeah. that like people dismissed as like being like oh like people just like that's that's ridiculous that's a crazy thing it's like no like um so so it's the same with like even like Greek myths like people mm-hmm. forever thought Troy the city of Troy was like uh, just part of this myth of of the of the poem that it's mm-hmm. part of but this one guy was like no I think it's real so he goes and looks for it and he finds Troy and so so people That's some dedication yeah yeah <laughs> no it's real no Trust it's me, I'm real gonna, I'm gonna find it yep <laughs> don't you worry about that so yeah impressive so there there are people who um who say like there's there's someone recently a geneticist who like determined that like um you could get have like humans could have a common ancestor from 6,000 years ago but like you were saying like it wouldn't have been like two people and then the whole human race came from them. But what they've shown is that like, um, there could have been like a bunch of people Uh and two people at that time, about 6,000 something, 7,000 years ago, which Mm -hmm. is when sort of creationists say like this would have happened. The Adam and Eve story would have happened. Um, that two people from there could have, could be the ancestors of all humanity. Right. And so, in terms of that kind of stuff, I don't think it's not like original sin isn't a genetic condition mm-hmm. passed on. I don't so. think it's for for me. It's necessarily important that we're there were literally two human beings who are the ancestors of all humanity. But it is important that Adam and Eve are the spiritual ancestors of all humanity. That in the story. Um, they are, you know, what happened to them is something that happens to all of us. There's no, Mm -hmm. there are no human beings who are not descendants of Adam and Eve in that spiritual sense. It's almost like their humanity summed up. Yeah, exactly. That's right. And Adam, the word Adam means humanity and Eve means life, right? Like in the story itself, they're Mm -hmm. very clear. Like they want to make sure you understand that like no human is not included in both the fall that mm-hmm. the that comes here but also the gift right all humans carry the image of god because we're all descendants in that way of adam and eve bam bam <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, I think we're we're running a. I don't know. Okay. I forgot to set my time, so we're Oops. just gonna we're just gonna keep rolling. And okay, cool. Let's answer some some questions. Yes, excellent. Okay, what, yeah. What so got here? we got a listener question. That was a good conversation. I thought too. Uh, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. Solid. Okay. Awesome. I think we nailed okay. it. Cool. Yeah. Cool. I think this is going to be a good last episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, we have a great listener question today. If you would like to send in a listener question, please email us at after the likeness at gmail.com, our super professional email. That's yes. after the likeness at gmail.com. Um, and so our question today is about Revelation. Uh, and so the question is in Revelation 12, who are the women? The child and the dragon. Oh. Um, and I mentioned Revelation before. 22. Um, 22. That Wait, was sort of the end. Before we get too far here, yeah. who is this from? Oh, I'm sorry. This Little is from Rocky, Rocky in San Antonio. Yeah. All yes. right. Thanks, sorry. Rocky. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> um, so... So we've got just a little bit of time, but I'll, I'll, I'll get into it. So Revelation is a book that's written in a genre called Apocalypse. And you might think, isn't Apocalypse the name of Revelation? It's like, whoa, yeah, whoa. it is. But it is an apocalypse revealed to John. So like the Mad word, Max. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so the word apocalypse means revelation, okay. you know, like, um, and that comes from the word from revealing, like pulling back the veil and seeing what's underneath. And so as I talked about before, like heaven and earth in the ancient worldview and in the classical Christian worldview, they're always right up against each other all the time. Um, and so um, there are moments in scripture and even I'd say in our lives where that veil gets pulled back for a minute and we see something um, invisible become visible basically. And I don't necessarily mean like a ghost or mm -hmm. something magically like that, but sometimes it strikes us uh, in, in different ways. But like an example of this is in the Bible. There's this prophet Elisha and this servant and they're running away uh, from a king who hates him because the king's always hated the prophets. Mm -hmm. And like mm -hmm. there's all these like soldiers hunting around for them on this mountain and the servant is just like sweating. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh my gosh, we're all going to, we're going to get killed. And like Elisha's just sitting there like no big deal. And, um, is he like that old joke where it's like, I don't have to be faster than the bear. I just have to be faster than you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what the servant thinks. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but the servant asks him, he's like, why aren't you worried Elisha? And Elisha's like, Oh Lord, open my servant's eyes. And all of a sudden his eyes are opened and he sees all around him these fiery angelic chariots what? that are like surrounding him and protecting them Whoa. from these other things, right? From these other, uh, the king's men. Nice. And so like, it's like, oh, that's, and that's a revelation, right? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So the whole book of Revelation is one of these. It's like a pulling back of the veil and it's telling what God is doing in a particular time, place, or, or sometimes what God is always doing. Um, and the cross was an apocalypse in that way. It's like a revealing that God is always sacrifices himself in love for his creation, right? He's uh, bearing up our, yeah, yeah. our sins. So that's a, an apocalypse. But okay, so to come back to Revelation 12, mm -hmm. this is this uh, a narrative where um, basically there's this woman, this woman in the sky uh, um, uh, who is revealed with the 
the the sun above her and like 12 stars in her mm-hmm. in her little uh, headdress and the moon at her feet and she's pregnant and there's a great dragon who comes and he tries to like kill the child um, and then they they escape to a time of safety <laughs> and then like uh, basically definitely just someone took some LSD right <laughs> you would think but like um, and then manifesto yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so the dragon's chasing after but she's protected she's like carried okay. away on wings and then um the dragon goes to um harass her other children her other children later on <laughs> briefest summary <laughs> but so these like it is it reads kind of like a trip in fact it's presented as a dream that john had john of patmos it had does sound like a yeah. dream and but that's usually true of apocalypse because what are we talking about right we're talking about what's going on in the heavenly places, like essentially in a dimension beyond where mm-hmm. we are. Um, and so everything is weird and written in these symbols in the same way that dreams that we have can be really weird. Yeah. But like they make sense at the time and you can sometimes sort of make sense. I was like, oh, OK, that was about my fear of my father or whatever it was, <laughs> you know. Um, Do we need to talk? Or? No, it's cool. It's fine. I'm <laughs> I'm fine now. Um, <laughs> Psychology major yeah. here. Come Psychology. on. Psychology. <laughs> okay, so I'll just go through what the woman dragon and the child represent, and then we'll we'll call it that. So, so I really want to dig in deep about your dad. Let's <laughs> yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Let's not get ahead. I see what yeah, you're doing here, yeah. trying to change the subject. <laughs> Deflecting. Okay. Go on. So, sorry. so there's this woman, right? Um, the woman clothed in the sun. Um, and, uh, and, and who's, who's having this baby and she represents a few things. And this is normally true of these symbolic things in apocalyptic literature and dreams, right? Yeah. And dreams. So the woman is Mary in like the story of Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's she, the woman also represents Israel, right? That's the 12 stars around her head, the 12 tribes, tribes of Israel. Yeah. And, and that represents completion as well. Mary also represents, and this is still true for Christians today, she's an icon of the church, too. Mm-hmm. In a sense, we're all children of Mary, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we come into the church and we're baptized, and, like, we come out children now of God and of Mary, of, of the church. You know, like, mm-hmm. the church makes us into um, little Christ, Christians is mm-hmm. what that uh, little uh, Christians actually means that little would be, Christ. That would be my rapper name. Yeah, little, little Christ. Little Christ. <laughs> Lil. Lil. Yeah. There's uh, no T's yeah. in that word. Yeah. <laughs> no. um, so that's Mary, right? And then the dragon is the devil, mm-hmm. um, and that Nakash, right? The the oh, snake from Nikosh, the very beginning. That guy. I know. Um, and all, but also the the dragon represents. Um, the angelic and mortal beings who follow the devil, um, who express his will on earth. And so when it says the dragon is persecuting uh, Mary or the woman, like that means a few things, right? It's talking about when Jesus was born, right? What's the first thing that happens after Mm -hmm. Jesus is born? Well, King Herod, this evil ruler who Mm -hmm. follows the devil, essentially, uh, sends a bunch of people to kill kill Jesus. And they have to run away and go to Egypt for for coming back for three years, right. right? And so that's what what that's uh, referring to. Um, but also, and so the child, of course, is Jesus. Mm-hmm. But also, it is Jesus' body on earth? So again, Christians, you know, Christ's body, um, uh, um, the body of the of the church, and then her other children that it mentions later on 
are little baby Christians born of the church. So, so what that story is about, it's like about a lot of things. It's about contemporary events for the author, for sure. Like um, when John was writing, the church was undergoing lots of persecution. And so what does that mean? That means the devil is still hounding after the children of God. Um, and so that's one meaning of that. And that's sort of the more historical mm-hmm. thing. Um, and it might even be a little bit about Mary herself, because if it was by John the Baptist, the book of Revelation, mm-hmm. John the Baptist, Mary lived with John the Baptist until she died. Uh-huh. Um, uh, but it's also telling the heavenly view mm-hmm. of the gospel story of King Herod coming after Jesus um, and then them having to flee to Egypt and then come back when it's safe again. And then, you know, the uh, disciples of Jesus after he dies um, being persecuted and killed, right? So it's sort of like a heavenly view of the gospel stories. But ultimately, um, and this is true of all apocalypse, it's it's something that's happening all the time in the heavenly places. So the dragon is still pursuing Mary and her children to this day, right? The devil and Satan are always like coming after uh, after um, people who are trying to follow God, essentially. So So that's what what that's about um rocky i hope that answered your question i know we're kind of short on time at the end of our so, show here so long story short the, the answer to your question rocky is mushrooms that's, mushrooms, mushrooms. <laughs> that's yeah. what's amazing about revelation is this dude had this dream mm-hmm. and he wrote all of that down i know i wake up uh, first of all my dreams are like three minutes long and his are like yeah how long I don't, it's going on forever you said chapter 22 Chapter twenty. I couldn't write chapter. I think that one was the last dream. one, though. Yeah. <laughs> we got. We have another question uh, from my my brother-in-law, oh. actually, Adam. But okay, we'll cool. we'll save it for next week. So, okay. Adam, if you're listening, we got you next week. Awesome. Unless some unless a, a better question shows up, and then we're just gonna push you to the back. That's right. I'm kidding, brother. The week after you. that. <laughs> so I guess that wraps it up for today, huh? Awesome. We did it. We yep. made it. Woo-hoo. It is the end. Yes. All right. <laughs> High fives. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in. And um, again, if you have any questions, comments, questions of the day, anything like that, please let us know it after the likeness at gmail.com. Yeah, and we appreciate y'all listening to us. I'm Matt Kitchen. And I'm Eric Holloway. And this is After After the the Likeness. likeness. (laughs) See you guys next week. Thanks.